You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Stag Sports Network Season Outlook Podcast here. JJ Duke with you. Thanks again for staying with us on the Stag Sports Network podcast channel. Uh, This is a fun show that we're going to have here today because we've started to get a little bit into... I don't want to say mid-year recaps, but opportunities to actually talk about events. And this is actually building up towards a championship event. And we're talking Fairfield golf today on the men's and women's side. I'm happy to be joined by the head coach of both programs, Doug Holub. And, you know, Doug, as we're looking at how the season has gone thus far, we're actually recording a couple days before your last call regular season event before the MAC championship tournament down in Florida. But there have been a lot of bright spots uh, throughout your program this season, especially on the men's side. Uh, but before we dive into that, how has it been for you thus far seeing your group compete also in a little bit of a consolidated window didn't have a fall season but you're just trying to get as many events as you can uh, building up towards the max I think it's been the the craziest semester by far uh, a lot of one-day events a lot of uh, non when I say non-travel you know we're not going to so many hotels we're not getting in the van we're not spending as much time as a team together as we have in the past but that hasn't kept us from being as, as busy as ever. Uh, so it's been, it's been a challenge, uh, but, but the, the results have been, uh, the results on the men's side have been really good. And uh, I think there's definitely a lot of potential on the women's side. So we're not only looking forward to our final tournament on Sunday, but getting on the airplane on Tuesday and getting down to warmer weather and seeing if we can test ourselves with the best in the Mac. No, absolutely. And when you all go and look online at fairfieldstags.com on the two schedules, you see a lot of positive finishes. As you mentioned, a lot of one-day events, and we'll get to kind of that in a moment, but a number of second and third place team finishes throughout the season on both sides. On the men's side, two medalists in the one-day events with Jason Salamino winning the Peacock Invitational, and you have Patrick McCarthy at the Tumblebrook Invitational held uh, by the University of Hartford. But, you know, you mentioned a lot of changes in terms of formats. And I think for people that don't really have kind of the grand scheme concept, you obviously see professional golf on TV. You know that it's four day tournaments in those cases, but in college golf, you can have one day events, two day events, or three day events. And it's been a lot of one day events for your group this year. So I'm curious on kind of the preparation side building throughout the year, what are the differences in playing just that one day you know, you have 18 holes on the morning or the afternoon, as opposed to you build throughout a big week, especially at the MAC tournament, where it's three days, 54 holes. Uh, good question. In the past, we arrive at the venue day before round one. We spend the afternoon playing a practice round, getting used to the environment, getting used to the golf course, the grasses, the speed of the greens. Uh, this year, we've had very little of that. Uh, in the past, we are paired with other teams. So we have the number one player from Fairfield with the number one player from Iona and the number one player from CNN Ryder. This year, due to COVID restrictions, we're playing with our own teammates in the same group. So that's a totally different environment. I think it's, uh, I think it has its advantages and it definitely has its disadvantages. Um, You're as a teammate, you're still not allowed to help your teammates under the rules of golf, but 
it's um, it's tough to you're playing with them, but you're also playing against them. And I think that we're trying to continue to uh, stress to our student athletes is that you're playing the golf course and you're playing the field. So each hole is different and you have no idea what your opponents are doing. Uh, you don't know if your opponents played two hours ago when the wind was down. Uh, so being in the present is extremely important and uh, taking it's, it's cliche, but it's true. Taking one shot at a time, one hole at a time. It is interesting, though, and obviously you mentioned where you're playing with your teammates. You can't obviously help each other out. Like you can't go and read putts for each other. You can't you know, talk about yardages amongst each other. But at the same time, if someone's playing well on the day and it's obviously your teammate, that can do just as much good, if anything else, because you know, I always say that success is contagious in sports. So if you see one of your players having a big day, you know, making putts, doing what they need to do that can probably help anybody else, especially knowing that, Hey, so-and-so has got a round going. I need to do my job to make sure that I'm staying right with them. Totally agreed. It's uh, you know, sports is about momentum, positive or negative. It's going to affect you in some way. So if you've got a player on your team who who's on a roll, um, you know, let's just go back to Jason Salamino at, at the Peacock. You know, we had a feeling about halfway through that he was making putts and he's on a roll. And it's like a pitcher throwing a no-hitter. You're going to support him. You're going to pat him on the back, but you're going to leave, let him be in his own own world and, and just uh, kind of let him stay on automatic pilot and, and see how it works out. It worked out great that day. No, absolutely. Now let's talk about the teams a little bit here. And we will start on the men's side because, you know, like I said, there's been a number of second and third place finishes uh, throughout the season, especially in the one-day events. But the two that kind of stood out to me, ironically enough, probably your lowest finish of the season was at your other three-day event at the Connecticut Cup. But what I love seeing was the fact that it was a difficult first day, but then every day momentum grew where you got better, you jumped a couple of spots in every day. And then just recently you played an event at Great River Golf Club at the Saint, uh, Sacred Heart Invitational. And then your group just got on fire from the start and held basically throughout the event. So those are kind of your two almost simulated events to what would be in the Mac in terms of multiple days. But what did you see from those events knowing that, hey, you know, it's not just the one day where we string it together. It's now multiple days where we're putting together good scores and chasing down some of our competition. Uh, well, the UConn event, I was extremely proud of the team. Like you said, we improved every day. And even on the final day, there were, I want to say, 12 to 13 teams in the field, half of those teams much higher ranked than we were. And we were the third best team on that final day with a score of 300 on a very difficult, cold, windy golf course. And we had a team meeting after day one and we felt that we didn't fight at the end of the round. It was late. It was almost dark. It was very cold. And we had a nice chat about how golf is not easy. And that's why it's so satisfying when you play well. And we had to battle and we had to fight. And, uh, and we just kept, we had, we had a nice little mantra amongst the teammates and uh, we improved upon it on day two. And on day three, it just kept, we just kept the momentum going. And, um, you know, when you're fighting and you're battling and, and you're succeeding, it's, it's very satisfying. 
No, absolutely. And the, the thing that I've noticed, especially in the pattern, is that on the men's team, and we'll get to the women in a moment, but on the men's team, your scores are young players. You've got a lot of sophomores in there, a couple of juniors as well. So there's a nice little foundation that's being built on that team and seeing the success come now means that hopefully there could be a lot of good things, not for the, not just for the rest of this season, but for the next couple of years to come. I agree. Uh, I think we have a, a terrific core. I think last year, the challenges of COVID, uh, it could have broken us apart, but I think it, it got us closer. And when we were able to practice in the fall, we were so happy to, to be back and together that, um, you know, it's, there's two ways to take this COVID thing. You can, you can either let it beat you or you can, you can face it and, uh, and learn from it and get better. And I think we have done that. Uh, like you said, we have uh, currently going to max next week. We've got uh, three juniors and, and three sophomores. So we've got a, a young core and we uh, We've got a nice little unit there and the personalities, um, even though they're very different, I think that, uh, you know, they're, they're really becoming a team and I, I like what I've been seeing. On the women's side now, your group got to off to a pretty solid start on that front, finishing first or second in a handful of events. I know uh, you faced some more difficult competition in the last couple of events that you had and still have one more event to come before the max. But uh, how have that group come together? I know that you've got it's a little different on the women's side where you have some upperclassmen that are trying to lead the way, but also have some young players that are really putting in some nice work. It's a very different dynamic on the women's side. Out of our top five players, three of them are brand new. Uh, we have a grad transfer from Florida Atlantic in Diana Velez. Uh, we have Eddie Douglas, who transferred to us from Lehigh and was not able to compete last year. So this is her first year competing for us. And we have freshman Sydney Nethercott, who is suffering from a back injury and uh, is going to get back in action next week at the max. So it's been really challenging. And I think that uh, one of the things that we have to stress to our women's team is that even the, even though the expectations are high and their expectations of themselves are high, they've had to go through a lot. And uh, I think that um, they're doing a very, very good job at trying to figure out, you know, who they are and, and kind of get their feet wet right now where the men's team is on a little bit different path, but uh, I can't wait for next week to see how they can do in the, in the warm weather. It's going to be, it's going to be good. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because when you look at how the Mac tournament evolves, it's at the same place every year. It's a course that you obviously have now seen a number of times, but when you actually look at the group, you don't have too many players that have actually played on this golf course before, because as you said, it's a kind of a younger core on the men's side and a lot of new faces on the women's side. So how important is that practice day going to be on the day before event to get familiar? It's something that you really haven't had a whole lot of chances to do this year, play around before the whole you know competition kicks off, knowing that the way that this year is gone, you have, you know, a pretty good ceiling, but that day is going to be very important. Yeah, on the women's side, we only have uh, two players who have seen the golf course in Alexa Brown and Riley Sullivan, junior and senior. So that's going to be an important day for us to refamiliarize ourselves and, and really get used to Bermuda grass again because we haven't seen it all year. We've been playing on bent grass, and that's a challenge. 
the men's side, I think James Tyre is the only one who was at Max two years ago who's going to be at Max this year. So it's, it's going to be brand new and it's going to be a lot of strategy. Now, the advantage of the COVID is that we're going to have two days of practice instead of one because we're going to be tested as soon as we get into town. So we will have an extra day to get used to the warmth get used to the grass and, uh, and get a feel for the golf course. Cause it's, it's a very different golf course than what we're used to playing. Um, now, fortunately on, on our last tournament of the year, uh, it's a very similar type of golf course, very risk reward, uh, very much a placement golf course. So we're, we'll be stressing that leading into next week. Now, before I let you go, it, and we appreciate the fact that uh, it was a couple of years ago, we had the opportunity at the Stag Sports Network to film one of our, from the director's chair segments from your golf studio. And one of the things that I noticed, and I'm not going to get into what was on that board, but you guys had kind of this like placement goal of where you expected to see yourself at the MAC competition at the end of every season. Now, obviously this is a couple of years ago, and I'm not going to ask you where you're your hopes and projections were for this season, but do you feel like your group is at a good place right now to maybe hit or perhaps bypass some of those goals that you set, especially knowing how good the groups have been so far this year? Uh, absolutely. I think it's very important to have written goals. Uh, if you don't, if you can't see it, it's going to be tough to achieve it. So I think we, we're all realistic and we set realistic goals based on facts and the facts are stroke averages. So we always go back and we, we see how good we can be, and then we compare it to our competition. Um, so I think as far as the expectations for next week is uh, we know where we should stand, and I think that uh, needless to say, the later tee time, the later you tee off, the better you're playing. So uh, – Coach wants to get an extra hour of sleep, and so do the student-athletes. So that's our goal for next week. Sleep late every day. That means we're climbing the leaderboard, and uh, we'll see how it works out next Sunday. Uh, I love that mentality. And yes, as someone that appreciates an extra hour or two that I usually don't get on Sundays because waking up to go call a game somewhere, I, I can appreciate the fact that you want to be sleeping in, have a nice breakfast, get warm, as opposed to teeing off at the crack of dawn, knowing that – and not really much to play for when you're playing this early. So yeah, I love it. And also, um, I know, obviously, we've talked about this a lot throughout Fairfield Athletics the last couple of years, but that golf studio that you guys have is absolutely gorgeous. And that has to be a real game changer for this program. We are extremely fortunate to have supportive alumni. Um, obviously, Mr. Vic Pino and his family, uh, are responsible for that studio. It was their idea. He and his son, Rudy, uh, we had lunch years ago and we talked about what the student athletes did over the winter. So it's, it's given us, it's not only a terrific recruiting tool, but it's obviously it's being utilized today. Today it's cold and rainy in the Northeast and, and we'll be working on, we'll be working with the TrackMan simulator and um, working on our short game. That's always important. It gives us, gives us a bit of a clubhouse, uh, feel uh, that we don't have anywhere else on this campus. So it's, uh, we're extremely uh, thankful to our alum for giving back and making sure that we have the resources that we need to succeed.
Love it. Well, hey, I wish your group the best success coming up at the MAC tournament and looking forward to seeing the results come in. Awesome. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Stag Sports Network Season Outlook Podcast. If you want to stay up to date that's everything that's happening down in Florida for the 2021 MAC Golf Championships, make sure to head over to fairfieldstags.com. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode. I'm JJ Duke signing off and we'll see you all real soon. Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com.